Hey guys, welcome back. We are back for another round of episodes. We are really, really, really excited. We were actually given a good boost of confidence and also a good boost of like energy because within one week, um, we got five or six reviews on our iTunes podcast. So we are really, really excited to come back because actually people were commenting great things. We're very, very appreciative. Um, some at the top of my head was um, uh, Floyd. He has a podcast as well called um, uh, The Pop List. I actually really enjoyed listening to his podcast. He gives the top lists of certain trivia things. So one episode was my favorite. It was like the top five crazy things um, that you didn't know about rock and roll. And I'm actually going to say some um, of the things that I learned from Floyd on that episode because we're, now we're going to be talking about music. So real quick, um, I want to give an overall. Jason, who is uh, one of the co-hosts here, he is studying for a final because he is going to be a speech pathologist, and we didn't want to ruin his life, so we didn't put any guilt trips on him. <laughs> and so Caleb Schaffner, who has been a special guest multiple times, uh, he's going to be filling in for Jason here tonight. Um, so Caleb, say hi. Hey there, everybody. And then, like always, we do have uh, everyone's personal favorite, Colton Freeman. Colton, say hi. Hello, guys. Hello. <laughs> okay, so... We are going to be talking about a little bit of, of music, and I'm going to give you guys some trivia based off of Floyd's podcast where we give him a, a shout-out, and uh, also a little bit of uh, foreshadowing. Since we do uh, marathon recordings here, and we record multiple episodes, and we talk about different topics per episode to release them out in week or two-week incre- increments, um, Colton had the great idea that um, we're going to be drinking until the last episode so the first episode you might see us like oh yeah 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 this is great but then next week when i release next week's it's gonna get even crazier crazier and then you'll probably notice when we start getting tired and like yeah so this week we're going so it's gonna be uh, an overall arc where we're gonna be having drinks throughout and then um we're going to be having a trivia round where uh colton's lovely girlfriend Susie, she's going to be asking us some trivia questions um, later on tonight, and it's going to be uh, lots of fun. So we're hopefully we're going to be able to answer these questions um, pretty good. Hopefully we're slammed by then, <laughs> is what I'm thinking. Well, I'm also thinking uh, instead of actually being tired, I'm thinking that we're going to be a little bit more rambunctious and excited yeah. and chatty. Like we're going to be uh, fun see drunk. after it's that point is when I pass out. I don't know what not kind from of drunkenness, just because I'm like lethargic. And I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm going to go. You like the most unfun drunk then. Dude, but in that hay time period, that's when I'm the greatest. That's when I like. How long does that last? I mean, come on. A couple hours. You made it sound like you're going to be done. No, it's not like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> Danny's sleeping during episode four. Yeah, yeah you're done. Like, hey, Danny's uh, passed out. Actually, there is an episode that we did never aired because. Because <laughs> Danny was laying passed out drunk and threw up in the driveway. With another friend of ours named Scott uh, Brakefield, he came and, and, and hung out. But that was our very first, first, first. He first was part of the lost episode, the yeah. Scott Brakefield episode. Yeah. Oh man, what a blast! Oh goodness gracious. Okay, so we're going to talk about music, and Colton's going to kick us off with this episode because uh, well, I'm going to let him introduce who he was able to see in concert here recently. Colton, go ahead. I uh, well, we talked about him in previous uh, episodes. Jason brought him up actually, <clears throat> and. Uh, I was able to go see Sigaroas. I've always thought I was saying it wrong, but once I was at the show, I heard other people saying it, so I knew that I was saying it correctly. Wait, other people could be wrong too. I took yeah, like a four out of five people. <laughs> so I just wait. How did they introduce? Like, hi guys. We're they don't speak English. I don't think so. Ever. Did you ever hear them say? Because I've always pronounced it Sigaroas. They never said their own name. No. So R O S is like it's either Sigaroas 
or Sigur Rose. But I've, well, it has like the little slash above the O, making you say the O itself, right? So Sigur Rose, like you say O, Rose. Sigur Rose. Sigur Rose. I guess we could ask like Google or something. It would (laughs) (laughs) pronounce it for us. We were like just shooting in the dark and it's like, yeah, we're not even doing it. I'm going to keep saying it that way because that's how I've said it all this time. But anyways, a little backstory to seeing them. Um, I never thought I would see them because I didn't know they came to America very often. They're from Iceland and they speak only Icelandic. Um, I got really into them from the start of uh, the game Dead Space. Used their one of the, my favorite songs of theirs on one of their trailers. I liked the way it sounded. Looked them up and was been hooked ever since. Um, picked up a record player because I want to start collecting records. And then my girlfriend actually picked up my favorite album of theirs on vinyl, uh, which cost a pretty penny because it had to be like imported. It was really awesome. Holy crap! I know. And then that was for our first anniversary. And our second anniversary, she bought us tickets to go see them at the Walt Disney Amphitheater oh. in L.A. Shit. Yeah, it was quite a surprise, and it was actually <laughs> extremely, extremely awesome. I gotta ask you a question though. What's up? Did you cry? Was there any moments that you were so emotionally driven that you wept? You know, I didn't cry, but honestly, Susie's in the because we're not when I, when I, we're in a garage because I really like them, and she's smiling very big right now. <laughs> what I no because <laughs> when they first came on, I was a little teary eyed because of how amazing that the, their singer still sounds compared to their album. It was like completely shocking. So it was a manly wept. It wasn't like, yes, yeah. this is just... <clears throat> it was like, wow, I'm here watching these guys. It was really, really cool. I mean, That's how I felt. And it was, the amphitheater was really... It, it felt like a show. personal show because the amphitheater wasn't very big. I mean, it, it maybe held four to 500 people. Like, it wasn't that many. It definitely wasn't a huge crowd. And we were the second row. So, like, I could reach forward and touch the stage almost. It was really, wow. really... Yeah. yeah, I did see some videos that you posted. Which my videos are now lost because my phone was stolen. <gasps> yeah. Oh, so I lost no. all those videos... But beside the point, they were extremely amazing. And they had – at first it was a little weird because we we went into this and they have a whole orchestra behind them. They played two sets, I guess you could say. So their first four songs, I believe, they played with the entire orchestra of violins. And their songs are pretty long. They're not like Yeah. These, you like, know what? I noticed they minutes. did cut some of them short too because, oh. I, I mean, yeah, their songs reach from anywhere from seven minutes to ten minutes apiece. It looked like they kept them all around six to seven minutes. I noticed some sections of the song was kind of cut out or shortened. Mm-hmm. Probably to keep as many songs they get uh, can get in, right. but um, yeah, they play with the whole orchestra behind them, which was really cool. I mean, they had the conductor waving his hands. I told her it reminded me of the the Bugs Bunny episode <laughs> when, <laughs> he, <laughs> when he yeah exactly when he like leaves in his he's hand, using his hand, his hand yeah like, it had the conductor like, blue. <laughs> yeah it's like his his clothes were flying off he was going so hard I mean that guy. The conductor was waving his hands and flailing them and going crazy. So it was like that exact scenario, but Cigarellos was in front of him playing a song as well. So it was really cool. Um, the warm-up band was just a symphony of people singing, and it was like a little weird. I was like, I've, I've never been in – yeah, they just like – like, so yeah, just a symphony of people just singing, and then they had like a the second – There you go, choir. I was saying a completely wrong. People. Yeah, a symphony. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a symphony of people. I haven't even been drinking that much yet. But, uh, yeah, and then they're, they had, like, a second warm-up band where it was just the whole orchestra that was going to play with them, just play songs. Like, almost sound like it was from a horror movie, the songs they were playing. Oh, your goodness. Yeah. From what was, album did they play, play most of their stuff from? Uh, they played some from the parentheses album, or people call it the bracket album because mm-hmm. it doesn't have its own name. It's mm-hmm. just parentheses signs. They played a few from that, which is my favorite album. They played, like, three or four songs. Um, did they play Hoppy Bola? I don't – I'd have to look. I don't – I had to look at the set list and remember it was very drawn out. Oh. <laughs> uh, they did, is probably my favorite. They song. didn't play my favorite song, which is Untitled Seven, or I think the quote unquote name that people have given it is Vodka, is I think how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. 
Um, they didn't play that one, which is my favorite song, unfortunately. But they played other. At first, they have so many albums. I was afraid they'd play a lot of songs I haven't dabbled into yet. Yeah. But I recognized most of the songs. They played a really good set that I could relate to off of the main like three albums I've listened to. Like that's just like so cool that a band from Iceland and you can appreciate the music and the musicianship and the vocalist like all is so much that like yeah it's like a perfect depiction of like music really does transcend language yeah like i don't have to that's why i always explain everyone's like how do you listen to them you don't understand them but i don't know that they're the type of music that i don't have to understand it's really amazing how they could sway your emotions just by the type of music what type of music is it in your like i don't know what it would be called i mean i even talked to a guy who was sitting next to me for a second he's like yeah dude i couldn't describe him like i'm not really sure it's, I mean, slow, melodic, I yeah. guess, is like the best I can give it. Yeah. Ethereal. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's pretty much close as it get. Yeah. I mean, the guy's voice is amazing. The dude held a note for a good, like, minute. Right, Bugs Bunny was out front holding that Yeah, note. he was holding it up, and he was just going. I was just like, I'm, I was so bummed I didn't have, I don't like taking too many videos yeah. during a show, so I did take a few just to get the moment. I wish I would have had that, because it was just, the music stopped, and he was just still holding the note for, it had to been at least a minute, almost Holy to where I, I, almost to the point where I wanted to laugh, like, dude, this is insanely, like, ridiculous how long he's holding this. He's doing this for comedic effect, not yeah, to show yeah. off your talent. Yeah, seriously, like, how long can, like, it was like a cartoon where the guy's just still going, and everyone's waiting, like, when's it over? It literally was that. It was awesome. Um, another thing I thought was really funny, but also, you know, you appreciate it. They actually messed up on one of their songs. Yeah, you could tell the bassist, he was really off rhythm, and he kept trying to get back on. He would stop and skip a beat and try to get back on. Even the drummer at one point stopped and clacked his sticks, one, two, three, and went back in for the bassist to follow up, and he couldn't. I guess something was up. So they literally just ended up stopping the song, and they were talking amongst each other, and everyone's like, no, that's okay, like clapping. Like, it happens, dude. It's okay. Yeah. And then uh, the dude got on and said something in his respective language, Icelandic, yeah. And then uh, I guess a few people there laughed. They knew, obviously, they were going to get some people. Watch, they probably really didn't understand Icelandic. (laughs) Yeah, they laughed. Though a guy behind me supposedly knew what he said, and he turned to the guy next to him, and he was like, oh, he said song sucks anyway. And I don't know if that's true, but then he did say English. He was like, uh, next song. And he they just skipped the song because they messed up, which was – I did like the song a lot. It was a little bummer that they had to skip it. But other than that, I mean, it was great. Yeah. Those guys were amazing. Like, um, there's only like – okay, so my my favorite artist of all – not all time. But one of my favorite artists right now is a band called uh, Bon Iver and an artist named Justin Vernon. And he has multiple different bands, actually. Uh, three or four. Uh, Shouty Matches, Bon Iver, Volcano Choir – a couple of them, but I've only seen Bon Iver and Volcano Choir in concert. I saw them at the Fonda. Uh, I saw them at the. I think I saw both of them at the Fonda actually. Um, oh, the Fonda and the Fox. That's where I saw Bon Iver at the Fox in Pasadena. Um, and I, I like wept during those concerts because it was literally like I'm sitting right here watching this happen, and it was just like. The music that they play is just extremely to me. It's it's extremely uh, thought provoking, and I just absolutely adored it. Yeah. So I, I get that. I get how that. I works. mean, even one of the albums I've uh, I looked up like descriptions of some of the albums because I like to. Obviously, I don't speak English, so I try to look up descriptions or what mm-hmm. maybe some of the songs, not so much the lyrics, but just meanings behind them. Uh, and the bracket album or parentheses, however you want to put it, uh, it it'll say that the first half of the album is meant to be like joyful feeling mm-hmm. and the second half of the album is supposed to be like really sorrow and slow mm-hmm. and so i you know if you listen to the whole album straight you actually get that feeling from just listening to the whole album it's mm-hmm. like you would think they didn't on a happy note like the second <laughs> half of the album would be the happy one but yeah it's like i guess reverse make you feel good and then make you feel like crap but it's still amazing i mean it's it's 
yeah, it was definitely quite an experience, and I have to thank my lovely girlfriend for taking me. Yay! And she also really enjoyed it. She said, I mean, she after the first song, she turned to me, and she's like, he sounds exactly the same as he does on the album. Yeah, it was really, really good. That's awesome. Guy next to me, I mean, we're in seats, so it was hard to, like, really get in, but the guy next to me definitely was, like, almost standing up and just, like, going crazy. I was like, man, dude, don't hit me. Come on. Relax. But, no, it was really good. Um, But uh, switching notes to people we've seen, Caleb recently saw some bands he told me about. I don't know how about how reason, right? Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, Corn? You saw Corn, right? Oh, man, yeah. I've seen Corn now a couple of times. Uh, I saw them. It was last summer now that I saw them in Las Vegas. And then a friend of mine works uh, in the record industry, so he was able to get into the – or get me into – yeah, shout out to Josh. Uh, He got me into like a Sirius XM showing for their like album release party kind of Mm -hmm. thing for their new album. So I got to go see them at that. And so – uh, having been a fan of them, like when I was younger, it was just it was really cool to finally see them, and they play good sets because I think they realize like, hey, you know what, we're not good at anymore. Yeah, there was <laughs> there was a good chunk there where they had to like stoop so low as to claiming that they invented dubstep and stuff with yeah. their heavy bass. So uh, I think they're trying to dig themselves out of that hole where they're not, you know, they're not cool anymore. And I think uh, like some of this music, new metal and grunge, are trying to make like a little bit of a comeback these days. So it was just really cool to see them, and they, you know, they know the songs that they need to play to still bring in the audience, entertain that, their crowd. Yeah, that wants to hang out and see corn. They play, and free- it was really cool. I mean, to see them in Vegas was awesome because that's totally their their kind of people. You know, like yeah. these dirty desert people. Yeah, exactly. And that's like you know, kind of where we're from. Sorry, whoever lives in Lancaster. Vegas. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, I mean, the people who were there, they know who they are. Come yeah, on, they're, not, they're not sad about it. <laughs> you know, there was a guy that there was a guy that I was standing next to for a good chunk of the show where. Uh, he was literally getting a hand job on the outside of his pants. Oh like his girlfriend God. was just rubbing him off. Like, well, you know, what there's is uh, happening right now. I mean, off note, let's not go too far in this, but you know, they're all going to be Raider fans now. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, oh. that's what it sounds like, right? I mean, <laughs> but <laughs> oh not God. the point. But yeah, yeah. Um, did they play Freak on a Leash. That's what I want to know. Totally. Nice. Yeah, they play that, and then the Vegas show. I saw Rob Zombie with him, which was oh, the original right. reason we went was to go check out Rob. Zombie. That blows my mind that they were huge. a runner up to Rob Zombie at a show. I feel like he died off and just started doing movies and not much music, but he was still the headliner. Well, he, he just put a out a new. Yeah, he just dude. put out a new album. Too, oh, okay, okay. It's, it's it's pretty cool. Um, I hadn't kept up with that. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. he's, you know, White Zombie, Rob Zombie. I don't know. He's, yeah. he's pretty epic, so he's yeah. going to always be there and uh, be a fixture in the scene. So. It just seemed like, maybe not, I mean, I guess you'd have to be amongst the older crowd. They're going to be like, yeah, it's really Rob Zombie. But I guess like the mid-level crowd, if you said Rob Zombie or Corn, I feel like most of them would go, oh, dude, Corn, And like they branch away from Rob I Zombie at that Korn point. I has done more mainstream stuff yeah i think i mean rob zombie has found success with mainstream things it was one of his songs was the theme was uh edge's entrance song in wwe and wwf for a while yeah. so like you know he's obviously made this step but like corn has like kind of transcended into pop culture yeah but i think that if you were going to a show and you had two of them and at that you know i think what it boiled down to is at the time rob zombie had a new album and corn was still waiting on theirs yeah and then corns came out a few months later so yeah i think it was just like he had a he had a bigger album to promote. He had an album to promote at the time, and Corn was just trying mm. to get everybody looking again because one was coming. Right on. Cool. Cool, cool. Anybody in the room still listening to hip hop? Or, I guess, rap? I guess, uh, don't, don't hate me I for mean, Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar is taking over the world. <laughs> oh, what are you talking about, man? Little Yachty. I don't even know. <laughs> 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 I don't even know. 
I don't know what that is. I don't know what you're talking about, but I do know Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar has taken over everybody. I've never met a person. You're doing a pretty good job. You like that? Yeah, I thought you Yeah, it really pisses me off. Yeah, no, it's annoying. Yeah, I see like so many videos where they... I like media knows how to piss people off and how to piss off certain artists. So they get they get Yachty, right? And they put him in a room with like an old school rapper, okay? Like Nas or um who else? They they got I, I forgot the video, but they got they put him in the same exact room at or Ice Well, I like Nas. Um and they're all like, "So why do you rap?" And he's like, "Maybe you know, for the money, man. It's just what I do." It's like like he's Yachty, like little Yachty's yeah. like 19 years. He was old. the one saying like, "Don't diss his style cuz you can't do it or yeah, something he's like, like don't that." Diss me, if you can't make you. money this way, yeah, don't diss my style. Because, you're mad because you suck now and the generation doesn't like you. Um kind of a thing. And the people are like, "Dude, why do you rap?" And he's like, "Who for this?" And they're like, "Yeah, you're a disgrace." Like, I forgot who it was. I have to look it up. But they're like, "Yeah, you're a disgrace to the rap community." Because rap isn't meant for like well, Snoop Dogg made fun of him. Yeah, it was it was just so stupid. I can't stand it. Yeah. I can't stand what that what mumble rap has done. Recently, so I'm really smart. into. Uh, I don't know if you heard like Lofi, like Lofi hip hop beat or Lofi, not Lofi, Lofi hip hop oh, beats. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm really into some of that right now. I found a guy on YouTube. Uh, <clears throat> his name's Jar Jar Junior. <laughs> I, I know, I know. It's Does he win- start every song going Misa? <laughs> to drop beat. No, well, no, they're all they're all. Uh, they're all lo-fi, so it's like really chill. But he's he's done some really cool stuff where he's taken and sampled, or not sampled. He's you know made his own lo-fi beat, but he's thrown old school rappers and kind of like subbed their vocals a little bit and put them over it. Uh, so he did like a Nas song. Uh, the song's called Ambitions, is what he calls it. But it's a not the original Nas song is called uh, I think Ambitions. Isn't that an Usher song? This is my confessions. Never mind. No, yeah. <laughs> This is my ambition. No, it's really cool. And he does a Biggie one where he took one of Biggie's songs. I actually don't remember the name of the, the Biggie song. Um, one of the more popular ones. But yeah, it's really cool. I've been really into that. It's mainly just like stuff on YouTube. So that's really cool. Also, I like Logic as far as rap goes a lot. Except for his new album, I don't think it was too great. But he's really good too. Caleb has his. Uh, Caleb, do you have your hand? Well, we're drinking White Russians right now. Yeah. And do you yeah. have your hand up because your cat wants to drink your White Russian, or yes. you want to talk? Nope, my cat's trying to <laughs> climb around and drink the White Russian that I'm holding. <laughs> so okay, so my music. What I want to talk about. I want to talk just one, a couple of things. So first, you guys, you got to see Sigur Rós. Sigur Rós. You got to see Rob Zombie and Corn. Yep. So Jason and I are a part of a program um, called Little Fellow Media. It's a small little company that do we we do live in studio productions, and um, we um, we we've had a lot of fun with it. This is about our third or fourth year doing it, and um, there was a band that Jason went and saw about two years ago at the Troubadour, and they opened for the Oh Hellos. And it was a band called The Collection. And Jason texted me the night that he went to go see the Oh Hellos play. He was he went to go see the Oh Hellos, and then he texted me, I'd say about nine o'clock, and I was like, "Dude, the show's not over. Why is he texting me?" He's like, "Dude, right now, look up the collection." So Jason, like, he ranked them really high, and I respect Jason a lot when it comes to music, and he knows my taste. I listened to him, automatically fell in love with them. Um, I, I I I mean, you guys just have to take a listen to it. They're one of my favorite bands. And out of a whim, a year and a half ago, um, I shot the, the lead singer uh, an email. His name is David Wimbish. And uh, I shot him an email saying, hey, listen, man, we're big fans. If you're, uh, Next time you guys are coming on tour. Actually, no, I saw their tour dates on uh, Instagram. And I was like, hey, man, I hear see that you guys are coming back out to L.A. A buddy of mine saw you guys at the Troubadour. 
Um, we, we would love to have you in for our live studio session. S- send them some samples. Um, didn't even think it was going to happen because, I mean, they, they toured with the Oh Hellos. I mean, they're doing, they're doing nationwide tours. So I didn't think it was going to happen. Two days later, I got an email back from David saying, yeah, man, we love your stuff. Well, come on out. That was two years ago. They came on in. They, they, they killed the session. They did amazing. One of the best um, turnouts um, social media-wise that we ever had um, uh, as far as views go. Um, but it was cool because just last month uh, or two months ago, I got a text message from David saying, hey, man, we're coming back out oh, for our sweet. release of our second album. We want to know if you guys can do a session. I was like, dude, you guys are more than welcome to come out. Um, the band is amazing. Um, I, I, I love them to death. Their music. David is such an amazing artist. Um, they just had an album drop called uh, Listen to the River, um, the collection. Really, really great music. I was actually extremely blessed just because um, they actually crashed at my house. And it's kind of weird as one of your favorite Woo. bands. Wow. And they're like, they're, they're right outside my door yeah. kind of a thing. And like I made them tri-tip, and I, I under – made them food so at the last minute i had to like order like five pizzas but they were the nicest pizza pizzas piece people in the world those were the they nicest were great pizzas pizzas yeah they were the nicest people in the world um i wish them all the best they're amazing um and actually uh the bassist his name is hayden and he actually told me about a lot of podcasts and he listens to our podcast as well right. so shout out wow. to hayden and nice. shout out to Thanks, david hayden. um David also dropped his own solo album. Great music. David also came out and did a solo tour, so he, we recorded something for him on Little Fella. So I was able to record my favorite, one of my favorite bands, top two bands, Bonnie Iver and probably The Collection. And then they were also be able. I was also to hang out with them for the entire night. That's cool. And, and drink with them and have, have a blast with them. Look, what? check out their music. There, there's it's a nine piece band. Um, and they're just uh, amazing. Just. Uh, indie folk i call them g- gypsy folk because like I, I just can't put anything on it like go-go, david will probably go-go kill bordello me. huh gogo bordello style i don't know gogo bordello oh, but okay. whatever <laughs> but they're just like absolutely amazing i can't speak high more highly of them um one of my uh, favorite bands and i'm very extremely lucky to call them friends um so that i was able to see them record them chill with them and then chris cornell uh not chris cornell we will get to chris cornell uh <laughs> Uh, Chris Stapleton. Have you ever heard of Chris Stapleton? No. I don't think so. He's like a, a great country artist. He just dropped a new album, and I absolutely love his new album. His song, Either He's... Way, is just amazing. So there's a lot of country going on nowadays. That like, she thinks my tractor sexy, it really turns around. <laughs> is a tractor sex scene? Not sex scene. Oh. Sexy. Sexy. Oh, okay. She thinks my tractor sexy. Oh, I thought you were like a tractor really sex scene. I was like, damn, these guys are really redneck. <laughs> They're dropping some meth. Yeah. I'm seeing something yeah. that no one else has seen. Yeah. I'll see a tractor sex I'm not the biggest fan of country. It's not because I think I'm, it's all bad. It's just me not being thing. able to do listen like to it. Do you like Johnny Cash? Yeah, and everyone says he's country. I don't know. Oh, do you like Johnny Cash? I do. Okay, do you like Willie Nelson? No. You don't like Willie Nelson? You can't appreciate Willie Nelson? I mean, I don't really care. I don't... <laughs> oh, okay. Well, anyways, so you hear that, or like you hear songs like, I should have kissed you, I should have pushed you up against the wall. And they, they sing poppy songs with a southern twang, and they they just throw pop country on there and just call it good, and I can't stand that. It pisses me off. But Chris Stapleton is probably one of the best country singers today because he actually gets to the root of issues and the root of country music. His first album... 
um, had just great songs from The Traveler, Tennessee Whiskey. He actually he did a, 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 a collaboration with Justin Timberlake at the Grammys three years ago. And Justin Timberlake sang with him um, one of his songs. Whoa. Um, Tennessee I like Whiskey. Justin. It's a good song, dude. You guys have to check it out. So that there's that. Chris Stapleton, The Collection, David Wimbish. Check all that out. But um, I'm not going to pour any alcohol out on Caleb's um, garage floor. <laughs> but we got to do a shout-out yes. to Chris Cornell. Rest in peace, yeah, Chris definitely. Cornell. That dude, is a, is a really big That guy's that was voice. A yeah. Dear God. The night. I was trying to Susie and told her, you know, she didn't realize I told her what happened, and we just looked up uh, Black Hole Sun and oh. listened to it once before bed as a tribute, and I was like, well, that'll do, pig. I mean, <laughs> that'll do. You know? Yeah, I I, uh, I came home, like, the immediately when I came home, uh, I just, like, opened the door, and we have uh, Amazon Alexa, so, like, the second I got in the door, uh, I said, Alexa, play Audio Slave. So then I was just kind of hanging out at home, doing what I do, and then listening to Audio Slave, and then Dude, my roommate comes out. what would you have done if Alexa was like, who is that? Oh. <laughs> I mean, I knew that wasn't going to happen. And I, as I'm sitting there, and, and my roommate comes out, and he's like, so how long are you going to listen for, to Chris Cornell? And like, what are you supposed to answer to that? Like, yeah. what, what, who, who asked that question? Like, Obviously, know. he was just trying to show off that he knew that it, you know, it had transpired, and I was just like, I don't know, two days. So just for like... Like, literally two days is, like, the only thing that I listened to for the last two whole days. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to listen to any other music. I've just been listening to Soundgarden, been listening to Audio Slave, Temple of the Dog, and some Chris Cornell, like, solo stuff, and just listening to it. And I was just like, man, that sucks. Yeah. And, like, I'm not I'm, I'm not going to pretend like I was, you know, forever a Chris Cornell fan. I mean, everybody grew up and, like, knew Audio the Slave. Super Unknown album. You know, and like Black Hole Sun yeah. and, and all of that. Definitely. And then Audio Slave, obviously, you get it's a super group. You get Rage yeah. Against the Machine playing with the the front man of uh, Soundgarden. Yeah. And like, you're like, dude, this is freaking cool. So, yeah, I mean, everybody knew that. And it wasn't until like two or two and a half years ago, and I was seeing somebody, and like, she just always had this like music station like a tv but like you know those late late channels where it's just constantly playing live music yeah and it was like a live show of soundgarden and like two of the times that i was over it was two different shows of soundgarden and so like i don't know two and a half years ago all of a sudden i was like oh my god these are the best songs like yeah. i yeah. became such a huge fan and so then like to, for me to have basically been like a new like serious fan serious listener um, and then all of a sudden that happened. I was like, damn, I didn't yeah. even really get to appreciate that. Like I've been around this whole time and like could have been, and it took me too late in the game. And then all of a sudden it's like too little, too late. And so I'm just, I, yeah, I was super bummed. I, it's almost I like, is, uh, it's almost like on my side afterward, I was like, man, I definitely didn't listen enough because I was never like oh, yeah. a crazy Soundgarden fan. I always enjoyed Audio Slave a little more, and I listened to more Audio Slave songs. But looking back, I was like, I really wish I would have dabbled into more Soundgarden. Yeah. I always knew them. Of course, Black Hole Sun and you know a few of the other songs, and I was like, oh, it'd pop on and listen to it, or I'd add it to a playlist if it, if it happened to come up. I was definitely more into Soundgarden. But looking back, I was like, man, I wish I would have been yeah. more of a listener. Yeah. I blew it, having had the opportunity to listen to the music in yeah. the 90s and the thousands. And yeah. it's just like, dude, no. I didn't listen to that enough. But, I mean, like I said, two, two and a half years ago is when I really discovered it. Yeah. At least you got so, a chance to discover it. I yeah, never, I was, I never yeah, truly <laughs> doing it so yeah. a lot lately. And then to have that happen, you know, it's like things like this keep happening. And it's it sucks that they can't, you know, like a an artist who's passed – can't see how much people really like them until after it's done. Yeah. Like, yeah. honestly, growing up, 
Prince, I knew he existed. I knew he changed his name to a yeah. symbol. Prince is dead <laughs> yeah. now. Shit, man, his music is good. Like, yeah. they're playing him on the radio all the time now. And I couldn't tell you two Prince na- songs off the top of my head before that. Yeah. Uh, and that might be my own failings. And I'm not much of an 80s. I'm not an 80s kid. I'm yeah. a 90s kid. So it's like, obviously, I'm not going to know as much. So, like, when Prince passed, all of a sudden, I was like, oh, wow, shit, this guy's got a lot of really good music. Yeah. And, like, then you find out how much more influence he had in the music scene, even as not even putting music out as Prince, but just, like, mm-hmm. finding people and, and putting them on the right path. Yeah. So. I just wish that people, I don't know if, you know, if they really are wherever they go after, after they pass, then it would be really cool for him to see you like, dude, people really dug your shit. I don't think they gave enough props. I'm sure he knew that people liked him. I'm sure he was doing pretty well for himself, but Mm -hmm. it's like, I don't know, after, after a dope artist dies, then it's like, oh, by the way, we all really like it. And then I get so mad at radio stations and I'm like, where was this shit? Two weeks ago, yeah. and I know that you're playing it's it now based off for this ratings, reason, dude. yeah. You know, yeah. But it's just like right we all now. knew it's it was sad. great, yeah. and they're like sitting here rattling off track names like they've been listening to them their whole lives, and like all of a sudden, like the Woody Show is like really showing their cred of being yeah. like a big Chris Cornell fan. And I'm like, then why don't you ever play this? You know, sneak in a Spoon Man every once in a while for Christ's yeah. sake. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, it's, it, that goes way back to Sublime, who was like practically nobody's. And then, then you know, he died, and all of a sudden, it's like the best of that genre around. Like, I don't know if they're technically ska, right? They're like skyish. Yeah, yeah so ska. Really so then all of a sudden, it's like that, or just you type in ska, and the first thing that comes up. Yeah, yeah. For me, um, Chris Cornell and Audio Slave. It wasn't. Uh, I knew about them, and I'm not going to be that. You know that that bandwagoner that's like, oh yeah, man, I was. A fan till the end. Here, like the, my my introduction to Audio Slave was this: uh, my two cousins, uh, way older than me, Adam and Albert, they're brothers, and uh, Adam was a diehard Queens of the Stone Age fan, right. and Albert was a diehard Soundgarden fan. So when they came together, you know, with Cornell and Queens of the Stone Age, you mean Rage Against Machines? Rage Against Machines. Sorry, not Queens of the Stone Age. Rage Against the Machines. Um. When they came together, it was just like yeah. the thing to die for at that moment for them. And I remember um, listening to each individually and liking them and appreciating them at a at a very young age. And then I remember driving down the fourteen with my cousin Adam, and he's like, "Hey," and he knew I liked to sing, and I sang at you know different you know things as a kid. And he's like, "Hey, you're a vocalist, right?" And I was like, "Eh, I dabble." And he's like, "Check out this guy's voice," and he pay- he played me that whole song. And from that moment, I was like, this guy's got some pipes. I can, like, love the musicianship in him. I can love the passion in him. Like, I, I, I admit it, I didn't listen to him every single week. Mm-hmm. I didn't listen to him, but every once in a while, it's in the back of my brain that that will always be a memory. So when I found out Chris Cornell died, I remember that time that my cousin introduced me to him. I appreciate the musicianship. Yeah. appreciate what he did to the scene, I pre- for the scene. Um, I appreciate that, and, and uh, he will he will be missed in, in, in that scene. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's one of the grunge gods. You have, you know, Soundgarden, Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Smashing Pumpkins. I'm sure I'm missing somebody else. I'm sure I'm miss, missing <laughs> well, somebody else, but those mark? are like the four grunge gods. And yeah. it's like, dude, that's a bummer, you know. So Eddie Vedder is like, you know, forever going to be left, the though. king of it. But it's like, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> Billy Corgan, unfortunately, yeah. he's... He just doesn't do anything right for himself. Yeah. He says insane things. He's a pretty And so it's, it's a bummer that you have, you know, you're, now we're down to like Eddie Vedder. Yeah. And Dave Grohl keeps it alive from Nirvana. 
Uh, oh, but yeah. like, but, I mean, Foo Fighters. The, yeah, I mean, I, we're talking like literally the voice of you know that generation of like he, you know hearing what it was to like inflect grunge yeah. on your throat and stuff. You know, so it's just like, I mean, I don't know. Billy, everybody should be able to have like that, that that time. Yeah. And it, it's a shame that Billy Corgan can't like keep himself above water and just yeah. like not get himself into trouble because it would be like, dude, we want to know you're smashing pumpkins, man. Like yeah. tell us about the nineties and like, yeah, he exactly. just can't, he just can't hang on to it. So we got this. I mean, now we're down to Eddie Vedder and unfortunately Cornell yeah. and for a long time now, yeah. uh, Kurt Cobain. It's There's a like, good joke going on at work when some guy, he was listening to Pam, uh, smashing pumpkins one time. He was listening to tonight and I was running around doing the tonight, tonight. And uh, I was Pretty singing cool. it. I was singing it with him for a minute. But he kept singing the rest of the lyrics, and I just kept kept saying tonight. <laughs> so That's now it's you yeah. So now it's a repetitive joke. We walk around work going tonight, 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 tonight. And it, to work there. <laughs> we don't stop. It's I pretty good. And then you get like a seventeen-year-old girl coming up, and she goes, "We are young." I know, right? <laughs> like that's not what we're singing. <laughs> not at all. No, but yeah, pretty good. So, okay, so at the beginning of the episode, I gave a shout-out to a guy named Floyd. He runs a podcast called The Pop List. And here's a couple, thing, couple things that I learned uh, from his uh, podcast. So shout-out to Floyd over at The Pop List. Um, you all should go check out his podcast. It's very um, informational. I really do enjoy it. I do appreciate it. Um, so check this out. Did you guys know that Nikki Six died? I mean, you're talking like his heart has stopped? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I didn't know that. Mind blown. Like, yeah, he, he shot up heroin. Yeah. You don't know the story? No, no. Okay, so he, I mean, he, okay, Reader's Digest version, sh- shoots up heroin, uh, his heart stops, okay, they go to the hospital, they try to resuscitate him, okay, shoot him full of adrenaline, his heart stops for two minutes, they declare him dead, he wakes up two minutes later, okay, just all groggy and all get out, and he leaves the hospital. Word had already gotten out that Nikki Six was, you know, de- dead practically. Oh my so God. two fangirls were in the parking lot crying for Nikki Six when Nikki Six walks <laughs> out of the hospital. Okay, it's like Holy Jesus crap. coming back from the dead, and they're and all guess waiting who for gave him. Nikki Six a ride home. Fangirls, those two fangirls. They oh came right home. my God! He shot up heroin again and fell asleep. This wow. was like 1987 yeah, or something. Like, did not know that. He shot up heroin again? again. <laughs> okay. He's like, this will fix the He's problem. Like, man, did really know that. Trip. Did not wow. know that. Another thing. Have you ever guys heard of Van Halen in the brown M&Ms? No. No. Okay, so you guys know what a writer is, right? For a band. A writer? Josh would know this at the top of his head. A writer is what the band says. In order for us to play here, here's our list of, not demands, oh, okay. but requests. We want um, cherry Coca-Cola in the fridge. We want this and this and this. Now, Van Halen said, we want only brown M&Ms. <laughs> wow. We only want brown M&Ms. And at the time, people were like, oh my gosh, Van Halen is being divas. You know, they're making us literally pick out. And here's the thing. John C. Riley, he requests green. And Sebastian told me that, actually. John C. Riley only requested green M&M's. But Van Halen only requested brown. Now, here's the thing. Van Halen did it, then went to a show and didn't play the show. I might be misconstruing a little bit of the details, but I know for a fact they didn't play the show. Okay? And people are like, why not? Now, they strategically put this, and the thing is that they walked in and they saw the M&M's, but they didn't see just brown. They saw 
all the M&Ms. Mm-hmm. So supposedly they trashed the room. They, you know, did a bunch of damage on equipment and so on and so forth. And they left and they didn't play the show. Whoa. What it turned out was is that they strategically put that in the writer to make sure people were paying attention. The small beat details that they would have to read the entire writer. Because on the writer, it states the stage has to hold X amount of equipment X amount of pounds, so on and so forth. Uh-huh. After learning that, that stage after the concert was not sturdy enough or sound. So a Van Halen did that strategically. So if they go on stage with all their equipment, it doesn't concave on them. How did they know the stage wasn't going to hold them? Because they didn't pay attention to the writer. They didn't read that the stage needs to be – the stage needs to hold X amount of pounds. That's also in the writer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if they didn't read the writer because they knew – that they didn't read the writer because they didn't set out just brown M M&M, and M, so they didn't read it. Well, maybe that guy just phoned in his day and was just like, I'm "No, not but supposedly, these out. like afterwards, they went and and I might be butchering the story. Sorry, Floyd, but supposedly they went and they rechecked everything in the writer, and the stage wasn't sturdy enough. They okay. actually were right, so it lucked out that one time. I so guess. it was just they didn't pay attention to the writer, and they just said, "Whatever, they'll show up and play anyway." Exactly, but they saw no brown M and M's, and they're like, "We're not playing." No brown M&M's, huh? Well, they not just brown M&M's. They saw just a collective of M&M's, period. So that was that one. Whoa. Also, did you know John Fogarty? This is the last one. Okay. John Fogarty, lead singer of? Credence and Clearwater Revival. Yeah, Credence Clearwater Revival. Did you know he made a request? Uh, he played a request for Bob Dylan. Okay? So here's how the story goes. Um, Credence Clearwater Revival were signed by a record label. I thought Fantasy Frontier. I forgot what it was. Fantasy or Frontier way back in the day, okay? And John Fogarty had a falling out with the record label, okay? They had okay. a falling out. So he said, you know what? Screw this. I am not going to make this um, record label any more money. I'm going to sell my rights to the Credence songs to this record label. I think it's Fantasy. I'm going to sell... The record, uh, the record, uh, the, uh, the the rights to the songs, to the record label, because I don't have to play it no more. I am not going to make them any more money. So they had a falling out. So John Fogarty did not play a Credence Clearwater Revival song for ten years. Whoa! For ten years, he refused to play it. Uh, John Fogarty, Bob Dylan, there was another artist. I forgot who it was. They were at a venue in Lo- in, in in Los Angeles. And uh, how the story goes is they were sitting around at this venue, and Taj Mahal was playing that night, and Taj Mahal found out um, who was in the audience. And he's like, oh, my gosh, who is who we have in the audience today? They need to come down and play a song. So Bob Dylan said, listen, you need to go down there, and you need to play a Credence song. And he says, heck, no, I haven't. And this is uh, in the book, uh, uh, like an autobiography that, mm-hmm. that, that uh, I think John Fogarty wrote. Um and he said, heck no, I ain't playing Jack Diddley Squat. I haven't played those songs in 10 years. I'm not going to do it. And if you know that now that Front Fantasy owns these songs, they can actually give those songs to their other artists to play. So Proud Mary is a Credence Clearwater Revival song. But a lot of people thought that Tina Turner had wrote the song. So Bob Dylan told him, he's like, John, if you don't start playing these songs again, everyone's going to start thinking that Tina wrote Proud Mary. <laughs> and that was the last night that he stopped his protest and he started playing the songs all over oh again. Oh, my God. So he played Proud Mary that night. 
I see. Whoa. It's really crazy. Like I learned a lot from that little. It's like a total twenty minute. But he does these things like the top, you know, five or ten things list, and he like little trivia here from yeah. movies, music, and I just I, I really do enjoy that podcast. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So, yeah. So everyone out there, check out the Pop List um, by Floyd. Um, yeah. So that's how our little tidbit here on music. So anywhere from cigarettes to. 